0: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. He's Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovačević in downtown Pittsburgh. And soon we'll be in the same place, which is actually kind of cool. I'm heading down to Nashville to cover the Penguins versus the Predators early next week. And we're hoping, logistically, to be able to pull off a show or two from down there. That'd be kind
1: of neat. That would be kind of neat, DK. I think we're, we, we owe that to each other, to be around and see <laughs> each other, too. And then, of course, to our fan base. So I think our interaction, we'll probably just go and won't even do segments behind it, DK. What do you think about that?
0: Just let it fly. One of the things that we actually th- tossed about here was doing it live.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I know, mean, we could do a Q&A. That wouldn't be bad at all, yeah.
0: okay? Yeah, now that we said it, now we're probably kind of locked into it because everybody's watching going, right. oh, yeah, live, yeah. Do it live, do it live. Your
1: false promises, how dare you?
0: Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> like it. Anybody can like We could do it at, like, Legends Corner, and everybody who's in the Nashville area and Broadway can come on down yeah. and ask questions in person. Now we're getting them going yeah, here. We're cooking, then they're going to ask for tickets to the hockey game, too, while
1: they're there. You know what? Well, I would say this. (laughs) The Pittsburgh-Nashville rivalry is deep, okay? I was about to say, well, that game right there, it may not be anybody there because the Predators aren't that good, but no, the Penguins are coming to town. Yes, and everyone remembers
0: that the Penguins ruined Nashville's dreams of their only championship, would have been their only championship (laughs) ever in professional sports history, and the Penguins came in there and was like, nah, we we hadn't won one since... The year before, so we're just going to win another one, right?
1: Yeah. When, when you're good, you're good, though. That's all that matters, right? But to that point, are you saying get us getting them tickets? Not for that no, game, DJ. Not,
0: not for that one, no. <laughs> no. You had a terrific idea for this particular episode here. Was, I did. And you just dropped that like from the sky. Like, let's compare Alex Highsmith to Lamar Woodley. And, man... I, then we started looking things up this is before yeah. we got on the the trajectories the positions they were the same number both yeah. 56s and if you look at at woodley's career obviously he flamed out after he got paid <laughs> but well i can say that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay and he he did so like right around he took off At age 25, 26, so forth. Well, Highsmith is 25. He turns 26 in August, coming off 14 and a half sacks, five forced fumbles. You tell
1: me. You tell me. What is your comparison of the two players? I I think it's about the same with the understanding of what's supposed to move the needle moving forward, too. I I think, one, coaches learn from certain stuff. To your point about Wood, like whether it was injuries that got him to that point to where he was just – not the guy, you know, after he got paid. I think Coach Tomlin and his staff will fight that off way better this time around. And to your point, looking at the trajectory of how their careers went, DK, mm-hmm. it honestly is about the same, tit for tat. And if I tell you guys you're going to get a, a a second coming of uh, Lamar Woodley with how good he was, I think some would take you up on this. I'll say this, me being around Wood and knew how he played – Let me say this about Wood. Ultimate competitor. He wanted to be really good, too. His flexibility for his size was like none other, man. That guy could bend. He was strong as ever, man. And he had long arms. Like, you look at Wood walk, it looked like his his arms are touching, like, his kneecaps in a sense because, (laughs) like, he was like a big-digit guy. Like, I think Wood wore the same shoe size that I did. He had long arms, bulky body with how he approached it. And he, they maximized as much as they possibly could out of a second-round draft pick, Almost exactly the same as Alex Highsmith. Would stats go like this? And, and it's pretty wild to actually see, man. Came in as a rookie, four sacks. What was it? Uh, Three TFLs, if I'm not mistaken, seven quarterback hits. And he gradually, I feel like DK, took the same uh, pathway as Alex Highsmith is, too. That second year, 2008, the year they won the Super Bowl, too, 11 and a half sacks. Uh, what was it, 16 TFLs, the third year. This is the year he made the Pro Bowl and All-Pro, my rookie year. I'm looking around at these dudes like, boy, this makes me want to, you know, like accelerate my career because in that point, it was him and Lawrence Timmons were the young guys. You remember that group right there? Mm-hmm. Timmons was the first rounder and Wood was the second rounder. And if I'm not mistaken, I had to look up LT stats. Wood made the Pro Bowl before LT did. And I think Wood also got paid before LT did also. Because he got, paid, just, quick. He he got, got paid, paid quick. He got paid because it was what DK. We gotta get him while he's hot. We gotta lock this guy in, right?
0: Yeah. Although the problem with locking a guy in, <laughs> don't make me get all negative not on not. this subject. Well,
1: let me let me let, yeah. me, let me finish it up real okay. quick, man. So he made All Pro second team and Pro Bowl his third year as an outside rusher in a Pittsburgh Steelers defense. The next year, uh, I think that's the year he ended up getting paid ten sacks that year. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, nine uh, TFLs. So he had a really hot, almost five years in Pittsburgh, because 2011, it was also nine sacks. So the production was there. If I'm not mistaken, Alex Highsmith's production is very much close to what Wood has done, too. And this also lends the fact, to DK, before you get started, whenever you have a nucleus, a thesis of what everything is, you find something, something similar, and you do the exact same thing. And they did that with fitting the mold of Wood and Alex Highsmith, and I think guys that came after them too. Bud was another guy who was in that situation, although Bud never got the big time sacks.
0: No, yeah, Bud's a, Bud's a kind of a, a, on a, on a separate train track with with this whole conversation, even though they're you know same position, and Bud was brought in in large part to try to replace Woodley and everything else. But if you look at uh, the way Woodley's career went, you know he did get paid. He you know, he did get banged up. Yeah. But when I think of that New England game at Hines Field, it was, I mean, he had an injury in that game as well. But before he was hurt, yeah. He was Tom Brady's worst enemy. <laughs> he was unblockable on that edge. Unblockable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not something that I can say for any of these players that we're talking about in this conversation, other than if we were to interject TJ into it. Yeah. Okay, where you That's just, there. you have, you had the Patriots, they were trying everything. It's not like Bill Belichick wasn't aware of him. No. They just couldn't stop him. And it was one of the few things that was going right for the Steelers' defense that day, you'll recall. And once he got hurt, it, it didn't go right.
1: And, and, and that sucks, too. And that also lends us to uh, our other conversation we had when it came down to Aaron Curry and how guys are projected and what they actually do. Like, injuries will, you know, derail your career sometimes and how you get back aren't supposed to start playing thereafter. Would whether he got happy after he got paid to, knowing that, look, I ain't got to rush this back or the sense of urgency was there. Like, the ability to actually maximize as much as he did in Pittsburgh, Dude blows my mind.
0: Yeah, see, I, I actually got to know him pretty well in his time in Pittsburgh. And it it, it didn't that the relationship kind of fizzled at the end because they get a call like it is, and he didn't appreciate that. But he he had all this talent. Yeah. And the injuries obviously weren't his fault. But what happened to him, I thought, after after he had a couple of those injuries. In addition to having gotten paid, and maybe you know the Super Bowl, like you said yeah, that that kind of complete. stuff. But but man, he he was in just a denial over it. Yeah. He just, what, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm not playing? Well, dude, you have like no sacks. You have no TFLs. You have no quarterback hits. I don't know. Do you want me to spell this out for you? Yeah. Is, okay. Yeah. And and it it's just, what do you mean? He, he was one of those. And you deal. I'm sure you've dealt with players that are like that.
1: Oh, 100%, man. I I don't even know what you're talking about, you know? and and DK, let's let's go into that because I'd love to know your side of it versus what I saw in certain things. Let's do that. Let's do that.
0: Yep. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Continuing our our subject uh, from the opening segment of, I don't want to call it Woodley versus Highsmith. But when you're doing a comparison, that's kind of what you're doing here. And to me, Moan, yeah. peak, peak Woodley is better than what we've seen so far from Peak Highsmith. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, look, I'm not saying that Alex can't find another gear. Yeah. Every year he's gone up. You, yes, you, he has. you learn not to bet against trends. Okay? Yeah. And I yeah. mentioned his numbers in the first segment. But let me throw something at you. Where, where Alex is concerned. I want to see a consistent disruption factor, even on the plays where he doesn't record a sack or okay. doesn't record a TFL. Now, this is where I'll bring Bud into it. Okay. Bud never needed a single sack to be a devastating force on your defense. Why? Because he was the Tasmanian devil. Mm -hmm. He was that guy that would go into the other team's O-line, and what were those Tasmanian devil sounds? (laughs) 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 Whatever. And then whirling, (laughs) spinning, (laughs) and everything else. And by the time he's done, it's a hurricane that's leveled everything in his path. So then TJ comes in after the fact and goes, hey, this is great. Okay, (laughs) He's looking at all these trees that are flattened in the landscape. And all he has to do is go take go to the quarterback and take him down, and Bud doesn't get any credit for it. But you know who told me this himself? Who? T-T-J. TJ. TJ did was before before Bud became Bud in Pittsburgh. TJ said, "You have talking to me. You have no idea how much he means to me. Not trying to build him up or anything. Oh. He just said he he's he's disruptive. They, the, other other teams can't stand facing him." I'm going to date myself here with another good dynamic on this front. This was Kevin Green doesn't get into the Hall of Fame without Greg Lloyd. Okay. Greg Lloyd was the destroyer. He was on the opposite end of that bookend of the Steelers' defense from the mm-hmm. 90s. Okay, And Kevin Green, as a result, would have a straight line. Now, he was really, really good at the straight line pursuit, and he was right. really, really good at sacking, and not to speak ill of the recently passed, but not all that good at everything else. Okay. OK, Respect. that's the reason that he had Greg Lloyd at his ceremony in Canton and everything else, because he does. Lloyd is the guy who probably should have gotten he the knew. jacket. He yeah. knew. He knew. He knew. OK, he knew. Now, T.J., oh, to his credit, obviously has been consistently great, including D.P.O.Y. after Bud. OK, so yeah. there's, I'm not taking yeah. anything yeah. away yeah. from yeah. T.J. here, but T.J. knew the value of that. And that's what I want to see more of from Alex.
1: That's fair. So let me ask you this. Of course, you know where I cover, uh, which team I cover, and my day job, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't know if it's fan conversation or if it's league conversation, but the idea that Buck could be released because he's had a couple of injuries and hadn't, he got a heavy check, okay? With all that being said, I know for a fact because I've had conversations. He just didn't get healthy. He wasn't allowed to in a sense, right? Would you take him back if Pittsburgh came knocking?
0: No question about that. I I just... You know, I I I think you know. Yeah, everybody has to go through a physical and whatever else here. Yeah, but if, if you have a triumvirate like that in Pittsburgh. That's something that you'd absolutely take. You know a what I mean? Three
1: man rush game. Well, that's what you
0: want anyway. Yeah. That's what these guys. That's what these guys did when Bud was here. It was Anthony Chicolo as the third guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. So, so you know, even this this past season, those guys had you know TJ and and Alex had to log a lot more. That maybe they wanted to. They had Malik Reed out there way more than anybody wanted to, other than maybe Malik. <laughs> you know that didn't, that didn't go well at all. I'm sorry. Uh, I just I'd like to see Alex graduate to that next level. I, I'd okay. like to see him. I want to know that 56 is playing on plays that aren't sacks or yeah. aren't TFLs
1: that's that's fair and, and and dk we're going a totally different direction i thought too but that's interesting that you say that because i look at his stat line or uh the end of the season mm-hmm. and i said golly this dude's got 14 oh. and a half sacks yeah you can't argue that's with interesting that. because yeah. the public look at that and they care about those types of things dk and you're right those guys like greg lloyd or bud or you know guys on the opposite side you know, I know him personally, Ryan Clark and Troy's dynamic. You don't get that appreciation for what they were able to do because the guy in front of them is the actual gold jacket guy.
0: It's, it, I mean, I'll say this because RC was playing, which sounds crazy because it wasn't that long ago, but in a different defensive era. Yeah, so he, oh, he, he was. He could tear people's heads off. Yeah, like it was no problem. Same thing with Mike Mitchell. After him, there was there weren't rules really. Okay, yeah, they could just rip people's heads off. Well, who benefited from RC ripping people's heads off? Troy because he dared Troy. anybody to go with he Troy's, Troy's head. Yeah. Just I mean, he RC's scaring the hell out of all of them. <laughs> and Troy's waiting for the waiting for the gold to come down. Now again, that's not saying that Troy is in the hall no, because no. of Ryan Clark. Uh, no. It's saying that there are relationships like this. Yeah. And I'm impressed. Not to, I don't want to sound like I'm down on Alex Highsmith at all. No. Okay. Uh, there's no question that TJ benefits from Alex. There's no question, and I mean statistically,
1: that Alex benefits from
0: TJ. Most of those sacks came when TJ's playing.
1: Yep, yep, 100%, because TJ commands that type of attention at all times. I I think that's fair to challenge him, because guys struggle with this a little bit, too. Like, what else is is next? You know, like, for a guy like them, the rushers, even the D-tackles, boy, I got to get to double-digit sacks, double-digit sack. And then you get there and you realize, well, what did I do in between double digit sacks? Mm-hmm. And the old uh, the, the old saying was, a sack is a million, per, it's a million dollars per sack, meaning in your yeah. future contract. Yeah. But like when you look at a position in which you say, well, Bud didn't have double digit sacks ever, and he still got on contract, I think seventy plus million dollars. And so if there, are, they have there is value. Yeah, they, have film. they have the, film. The Titans had film. So to they your they point, knew
0: they didn't have to look at his stats.
1: Exactly. And this was coming off with torn ACL at that, right? Oh yeah. So to there your was point. Faith. Yeah. yeah, there was faith. So to your point about being able to Alex Highsmith been the Tasmanian devil at all times and trusted somebody's practice against, Bud, he's that. I, I used to look at him on those Fridays when it's the light practice, we're like, dog, you are heavy. Oh bud (laughs) because he hit you and you'd be like god dog how much do you weigh but that's what he that's what his impact was in 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 games too dk it was you didn't you didn't recognize the image and the name because he's not the league guy but the guys that played those type of dudes like a wood like a bud heck even worlds for a year right
0: yeah worlds 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 was more i i thought worlds was more of a he figured out a way to get there. He had a lot of moves in his arsenal. He, did. he wasn't mean at all.
1: He wasn't mean, but <laughs> like the, the effectiveness nice- <laughs> of what that one year was, though, he was like, geez, oh, we got us one.
0: He got there. He, 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 knew, he knew how to get from point A to point B, and point B was the quarterback.
1: Heck yes, man. It, it, is that what the Steelers need moving forward? More of those grunt guys, DK.
0: Or they I need think- to show up. I'll take a Tasmanian devil. I know that. I'll always take a Tasmanian devil. You know? Me too. Me too. When we come back, the only segment that matters. That's oh. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. And that is brought to you always by the Get Go Cafe and Market where quality is at the core of every menu item, where three, not one, not two, but three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they call craveability. Order your favorite item at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Doug Coley says, Hey, Moan, what's the difference between a good talent... And a generational talent. See, what well, I wish Doug would have said: "Great versus generational." Because you hear yeah, "great" a lot, you know. Do like if uh, you say make a Fitzpatrick is a great player,
1: great. But you yeah. say,
0: but you say Troy Polamalu is a generational talent.
1: You know what? Uh, let's, let's go with those two. Let's go with those okay. two. Go, go right ahead. Because great turns into generational. You know how mm. time. More that's time, it
0: exactly. That's uh, that,
1: it. What if like, Minka uh, plays
0: longer than Troy and ends up, you know, catching interceptions that would challenge Ed Reed? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that's and 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 so this is the other portion of it too. I think it's unfair. You get generational also by the fact of guys being a part of Super Bowl or World Championship type teams too, and I I kind of think that portion of it is somewhat unfair when we're speaking about like the 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 way guys are i think there's only one guy that that comes to mind right now uh that was great on bad teams and that's joe thomas to me just off top who's going into mm-hmm. the hall of fame generational talent would you say dk
0: yeah or very very
1: good i mean See, yeah, this is why this conversation. I think,
0: I think a lot of what happened with Joe Thomas. This is not disrespecting his career; it was obviously brilliant. Okay, yeah. But a lot of what happened with Joe Thomas was he was the only player on those teams, so he was the one guy you would talk about all week long. In yeah. Facebook.
1: Well, they do have Joe Thomas. Well, that also says about how good he was, though, too, because right. he was met on that team yep. with other generational guys that didn't line up to it, or well, who was supposed to be. Meaning, they had so many high draft picks, DK and listeners, mm-hmm. that they're supposed to have a team full of them. When you're drafting in the top 10 every year, why are they so much different than what Joe Thomas was? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. in order, let's go from great to generational, because they're, they're, they're all, like, splitting hairs on how you do it. So, let's go Minka and Troy. I think there's nobody that has a a bone in the body that won't say Minka Fitzpatrick ain't great. Like, right?
0: uh, No, that'd be kind of stupid.
1: <laughs> He's a great player. Troy, yes. early on, and he'll tell you his rookie year, he thought he was going to be kicked out of the league. That was a conversation he said time and time again because he didn't live up to what he thought he should have. That That's just personal.
0: Troy, though. Yeah.
1: That's Troy, of course. <laughs> but Troy's got the rings. Troy's got Defensive Player of the Year, correct? Mm -hmm. And Troy also, which Mika and maybe his second year could have potentially won that one too. Um, And and Troy got the All Pros and Pro Bowls that go along with it. That all came over time. You know what I'm saying? I do.
0: And then there's a lot of there's a lot of when you're talking about generational, you're to me that the separator, yeah, okay, tends to be the player that did something. That wasn't done before, or okay. the player that does something to change the game is always kind of an over-the-top statement. Like Mel Blunt changed the game. They yeah,
1: did. Okay? Randy Moss.
0: Randy Moss changed the game. Those are generational. Okay. You put those up on some other bracket and you just leave them there. Yeah. You don't you don't mess with them. Okay. You're doing something that nobody had done before. Barry Sanders. You're 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 are way, way up on some other yeah. level. OK, there, there hasn't been anybody like Sanders
1: since Mean Joe Green, Mean Joe, generation. You know, mean, mean Joe more from a team standpoint. No, I look at how he disrupted folks in that mm-hmm. era. That was generational. OK, like you didn't find okay. a guy that was doing what he was doing in that era. That's right. Fair. That's you fair. Could, you, so let, let's go to a young guy in this league. Right. I'd say Minka's great. He becomes generational with more time. OK, if he has the ability to get defensive player of the year, which I think he has in him. If yes. they have the ability to pull a Super Bowl out, you say that, right?
0: Yeah, because somewhere along the line to that Super Bowl, to winning that Super Bowl with Minka as your safety, he's going to have come up with some very, very significant plays that will raise that profile and yep. raise
1: that status on a national scale. Yep. Um, a- another situation of this is got guy that pops off. It's two guys that pop off to me. I'll go OL first. Trent Williams to me is a generational guy. Okay. I don't think we've seen guys move like that with that type of power, with that type of consistency. Like Bocciari is really good in Green Bay. That's the
0: name that comes to mind for me here, but that, Does that's it. And by the way, your compadres on your line, yeah. uh, All your guys and, and Alejandro Villanueva in particular, when I asked Al who's the guy, and that's always the direction he'd point. He goes Bocciari. Yep, he's in Green Bay. He's w- it's all Al would sit there and study film with a guy yes he would and just, yeah and you you saw it yourself I just heard about it mm-hmm. and that was the player upon which he hoped to model himself to an extent yeah to an extent meaning looking at techniques looking at different things that he does mm-hmm. That was his guy and it, he's not the only lineman that I've heard say that.
1: No for sure him and, and me the reason I put Trent up there because athletically it ain't many people that can do what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Meaning his technique, I wish you would try to learn how to pass set like he does. No, because it's only meant for people who are generational like him. Another guy, in my opinion, DK, is Michael Parsons. Okay. Generational. Even as a young guy, and let me explain why. You don't know where to play him other than the fact that you know he has to play on the field at some in some fashion. He can be an outside linebacker, inside linebacker. He line up over the guard, and through all of that, he's productive as heck. His speed is out of this world right now in today's game with how he plays it. Hey, I got to give him props.
0: You no, know, he is. I mean, he certainly has that potential in my viewpoint. I thought he had that potential when he was here at Penn State. Did you? Oh, yeah. I mean, this was, this was always seen as someone up to it, including his recruiting. The, who, who was on some other, you know, on some other level, you know. And, yeah. and, and Penn State did well to get him. And then, obviously, the Cowboys did well to recognize him, too, because, you know, uh, he was drafted. What, what was the year he was drafted? What, what uh, slot was he Two years taking? ago now. Was it 20, yeah.
1: 2020?
0: Yeah, 2021. And I'm trying to look up here when he was taken in that yeah. draft. Um, it was – but yeah, this was this was a, a significant, a significant, and, and remains a significant player. Somebody who can be a lot of things reminds me a lot of uh, Lavar Arrington, who's another yep. Penn State guy who came out, ended up going to Washington. Uh, he's actually local from Pittsburgh, and, and uh, mm-hmm. was just one of those guys who you just saw as being able to do anything. Yeah, you know, Micah Parsons yeah, Micah was Parsons,
1: twelfth overall. I mean, his eleven teams said no thanks. Exactly. You know who else? Another like eleven team said no thanks to another generational mm. guy, mm. Aaron Donald.
0: Oh man,
1: <laughs> it wasn't, who's I done mean, what he's done at his size?
0: You want to talk about changing the position, changing the game? Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, he
0: he ended the concept of the traditional nose tackle. What, he, what he, is that? He, he, just, <laughs> he just he just he just took shovel and dirt and put it all over that for all time.
1: Just like in that conversation.
0: That's it. That's it. Now, AD is actually a great example. It might be the best one we've given yet.
1: It, it, it may be the best one in today's game. Quarterbacks to me, either well, they're bad or they're great. Well, not they're either bad, good enough to win, or they're great in today's game, I feel yeah,
0: like. Yeah, so generational, though, again, to go back to the subject, though, generational out of all of the current group – Okay, out of all of them, the only one that fits that bill is Mahomes.
1: Yeah, okay, I, so I can't me, put Joe Burrow in there. No, not, no, no, I, I can't do that. That is a hundred percent correct, right? Let, let me go in a different lane, too, DK, of generational man. And you let me know where you at on it. Despite, I'm gonna say this: mm-hmm. despite the outside stuff, and we're speaking about what we saw oh, from no. this guy. Oh no, wait! Oh, even know. I know where you're going. No, nope. Hear me out now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hear, generational. Yeah, I Changed know. it. Yeah. Mike Vick.
0: Yep. Yep. Because Michael Mike Vick? Vick was Mike Vick was Lamar before there was a Lamar. Okay. Come on. And Lamar Jackson comes in, Lamar Jackson comes in, and he's squeaky clean, and he gets everything done. And the the entire Baltimore offense gets built around him, the unstoppable offense, which only was stoppable by the Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way. (laughs) But he he was an MVP, uh, but Vic came before him. And Vic was doing stuff in Atlanta that was stratospheric. Stratospheric. A, a, it, it, I NDK. used to add when people would ask, people would ask back around the Vicks prime again with the Falcons. Yeah. Who's, who do you think is the greatest athlete in the world? And a lot of common answers are always going to be, meaning the planet. Okay. Common answers were going to be, you know, the soccer players, Ronaldo, Messi, uh, and so forth. Uh, you were also going to get a lot of basketball. You were going to get LeBron, yep. you were going to get whatever. Okay. And all of that was, and I would just say Michael Vick. I would say it every time because he's doing what he's doing with a lot of large, bad men trying to hurt him. Okay. (laughs) There are no fouls in football. Okay. There's no yellow cards or red cards. He's just that much bigger, stronger, tougher, faster, especially faster than anybody.
1: Yeah. And you know how, how, how you can really say generational because there's a guy that had some legal issues that had to go do prison time and actually did and two deserved years it. away, yeah, and deserved it, and and we'll admit that too. We'll admit that
0: he he did to us when he came to Pittsburgh. He
1: yep, owns it right, mm-hmm. and and he gets out and he takes a Philly team. That was probably dead and buried to places they didn't think they were gonna be, and actually still did some of those same things after getting out of jail. And not only that, DK, to go to prison, get out of prison, and then go sign another $100 million contract. Is that not generational? If we can erase, yeah. Not erase, <laughs> if we can take that out of the conversation.
0: Yeah, I'm a big, big, big believer in societal second chances. Uh, I think for this particular conversation, it hurts him a lot,
1: oh, like oh, a yeah. lot.
0: Oh okay. yeah, where where uh, when you brought it up, how I brought up Lamar, yeah, that's how I think the conversation would go to more people. Well, yeah, but yeah, but Lamar came along and Lamar was all that without all the crap.
1: Even if he give that credit, I don't even think Vic it really believes it. I I think he know he was that guy, and I'll say this too: now that type of quarterback. Of all races, okay, is acceptable because of what he was able to do. And they found a way to mold that and make it in today's NFL. Every single quarterback in his league now.
0: Oh owes owes something to him. And then before him, Cordell. Steve
1: Young. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean, well, but I'm talking about in terms of you know African Americans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's that's a a different dialogue entirely. But Cordell was the one getting all the crap. Culpepper for a lot of years. This this, this is another conversation for another day. There is one name I want to throw in though. Please, before we go out, Antonio Brown. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And D.K. He's so much better (laughs) than everybody else. And it
1: wasn't even close. And it was
0: not even close.
1: For about four, maybe five years. Unbelievable. Could nobody touch him. And when we start talking about his Hall of Fame bid, and I don't know how far he's taken away from that, to me, to be Hall of Fame status, you got to have about, at those type of positions, Mm -hmm. three to five years of just pure dominance. And he did.
0: No, no question about that. No question. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Hey, Mon.
1: No, that was it. That DK. was Hey, you, Mo. You're so wrapped up in this conversation. You forgot this was it, DK. This conversation got you, and we're keeping this, ah. Uh, uh, we need to pick this one up. Oh, that's how you know it's good.
0: This is, this is what my face looks like in a combination <laughs> of being red from sunburn in Florida, spring training, <laughs> and then not realizing that this was Hey I
1: ain't ever heard seeing you be that red, man. <laughs> well,
0: I'll tell you what. Doug says, uh, Doug, Doug gets the award for best Hey question for making it so good that it should have been a whole show. <laughs> we'll pick it up again some other day. You just keep making fun of me the whole Please.
1: weekend. And next week is combine conversation. Maybe, I don't know, DK. That's right. Well, again,
0: for everybody who's uh you know, who's uh, who's a regular watching this show, uh, just a reminder that we're going to try to hook up on, yeah. on Monday and have some yeah. fun with an in-person Ramon Foster show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll try to break my brain to the next- Amateurs.